0: I'm Taylor Goucher, and my mom, Sophia Goucher, has been writing a book for six years. Now, all of us are here to celebrate this book being released to the world. I can already tell it's going to make a big change in our lives. Until the star of the show. So you think about writing a book, and it's kind of scary, right? Because you're 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 launching what you wrote into the world with full of critics, and that alone is kind of scary. Then you add on that uh, she did not want to have a publisher involved because she wanted to retain complete control. And then add on a topic which is uh, very controversial, new, um, is going to probably upset some people, definitely upset companies, and probably whole industries. So um, it is a little stressful, and she, you know reflected on that once in a while, but uh, she pushed forward and, and decided to definitely launch it. So she did. Hello and welcome. I'm Sophia rouen Goucher, author of the book, A to Z of Detoxing, The Ultimate Guide to Reducing Our Toxic Exposures and now host of A to Z of Detoxing, the podcast, where I will be sitting down with everyone from beekeepers to teachers, chefs to doctors, and all of the mothers, fathers, and children in between. Collectively, we'll learn tips and tricks for practical, non-toxic living. I look forward to sharing my humbling and never-ending discoveries with all of you. As I thought about how to introduce myself and the intentions of this podcast series, I thought of the speech that I prepared for friends and family at my book launch party. Creating A to Z of Detoxing was a passion project, one that started soon after I became a mother and took eight years to complete. During that time, I gave birth to two more beautiful children and life became a lot more hectic as many parents understand. So what drove me to work so hard to give birth to A to Z of detoxing? What continues to drive me to spread awareness about our toxic exposures and thus launch this podcast series? Listen to my speech to learn why. Oh, and that adorable voice you heard at the beginning of this podcast and the incredibly supportive man you heard after her, that was my daughter T and my husband Greg introducing me at the book launch. Now... Here's my speech. As I was preparing what I was gonna say tonight, I realized that never before have I spoken into a microphone. (laughs) I don't like too much attention, so I definitely don't like the spotlight and I'm someone who does what I can to not ruffle anyone's feathers. I like harmony. It began eight years ago. In 2007, I was working at ING, had been there for about four years. I joined soon after graduating from Columbia Business School to build and run a department that worked to maximize the value of distressed investments. For me, that meant part of my job was to assess chaotic situations with imperfect information, identifying facts and trends, to identify opportunities to create healthier future trends. And I loved my work. At around the same time, my firstborn was three months old. And around this time, I had just returned to ING after a maternity leave, during which I secured a new job to build a new department at a successful firm that was expanding. I was very opportunistic that I could do it all, pursue a fulfilling career, and be an engaged mom. Then one night, there was an experience that began the disruption of this dream. In my book, I refer to it as my first experience. My first experience was, was about eight years ago in our New York City apartment. It was around midnight, and my husband, my daughter, our two four-month-old puppies were asleep. After a long day at work, I stayed up late to pump breast milk. After pumping and storing and cleaning up, I finally climbed into bed to go through a pile of books on my nightstand about how to care for my baby. Since babies don't come with manuals, this was a nightly routine so that I knew what to feed her, how to feed her, how to keep her safe, and how to get her to sleep. On page 73 of a book by an accomplished pediatrician, I came across a sentence that said that carcinogens, cancer-causing chemicals, are in Some baby bottle nipples and hormone disruptors are in some baby bottles. I thought, what? This can't be true. If this were true, somebody would have told me this sooner, my pediatrician or my OBGYN. Toxic chemicals in baby products? This just doesn't happen in America. Alarmed, I went to the internet to research whether credible sources could verify this. By 2 a.m., it was verified. Warnings came from sources like the EPA and the President's Cancer Panel, a group of scientists and researchers who report to the President of the United States. Convinced that I would rather avoid having my daughter exposed to these chemicals, I stayed on the computer to research alternative products. By 4 a.m., they were ordered and on the way. By 6 a.m., I'd have to start my day if my daughter didn't wake up sooner. This was the first of many more experiences of accidentally learning about this kind of information in the middle of the night, spending even more hours then researching, is this true, even more hours researching what do, I do, what do I buy instead. Learning how to protect my daughter from my purchases became my night job. By early 2009, the financial markets appeared to be on the verge of collapse, and my day job was dominated with problems that I was not involved in creating. At the same time, I was really tired from a year of sleepless nights because of my night job. After struggling with how I was spending my time, I resigned from my day job to focus on my night job. I wanted to empower myself with the lay of the land and my family's toxic or potentially toxic exposures, and I was determined to create a practical strategy. I was fascinated to discover a wealth of scientific studies on the topic. I'm going to share the key facts that upset me enough to study this topic for eight years and compelled me to create this book over the past five years. First, our chemical production has been explosive. Since World War II, more than 84,000 chemicals have been introduced into American commerce. The EPA has been able to test for safety for only 200 of them and regulate only five. Estimates for how many new chemicals are introduced. Range from 1,000 to 3,000 each year. Second, chemicals accumulate in our bodies, starting in the mother's womb. In 2005, a study of cord blood from American babies detected 287 industrial chemicals. Of the 287 chemicals, 280 cause cancer in humans or animals. 217 are toxic to the brain and nervous system, and 208 cause developmental problems. Scientists believe that the more chemicals they tested for, the more they would have found. These chemicals included those used in fast food packaging, pesticides, and chemical flame retardants. Third, since our environment has been accumulating contaminants, our food supply is also contaminated, including breast milk. Breast milk, which is partially created from a mother's lifetime fat storage, can have the highest concentrations of certain toxicants. Concentrations of one type, organochlorine pollutants, have been found to be 10 to 20 times higher in breast milk than in cow's milk. What else has been found in breast milk? Cable insulating ingredients, dry cleaning fluids, chemical flame retardants, pesticides, wood preservatives, and even chemicals banned decades ago. Even considering this level of contamination, however, breast milk remains the optimal way to nourish a baby when possible. Fourth, low doses matter. Historically, toxicologists believe that the dose makes the poison, meaning high concentrations cause harm and low doses probably don't. In recent decades, science debunked this, with studies revealing important biological effects from exposures to low doses especially during certain periods of development. Informed scientists are now humbled by unanswered questions about our exposures to chemicals and household products. Fifth, environmental factors have historically been overlooked when considering health and wellness. The National Institute of Environmental Health Sciences estimates that 85% of all diseases are influenced by environmental factors. In 2013, the World Health Organization and the United Nations Environment Program published a comprehensive report titled State of the Science of Endocrine-Disrupting Chemicals. Endocrine-disrupting chemicals pervade our consumer products and their interference with hormones is being linked to a long list of adverse health conditions, including various cancers. Last, some chemicals will take a long time to biodegrade decades or centuries for some. As a result, they circulate our planet and bioaccumulate as they ascend the food chain. Therefore, the chemical production and policies of other countries matter to us. For example, in 2001 and 2002, a toxic chemical that was popular in stain repellent formulas, PFOS, was phased out in the US. However, it found new demand abroad, China. The limited data on PFOS indicates that it lowers female reproductive capabilities and reduces fetal growth. Scientists estimate that PFOS will be in our oceans for centuries, which means that our exposure to it will continue through our diets. So while China's pollution may seem irrelevant to us, we are intimately connected to their pollution too. Pollution has global effects. There is a quote of Mohammed Gandhi that summarizes my response to these facts. If we could change ourselves, the tendencies of the world would also change. As a man changes his own nature, so does the attitude of the world change towards him. We need not wait to see what others do. Before I became a mother, I didn't care about the environment. I was always healthy, rarely got sick. Our contaminated environment seemed irrelevant to me. My children, however, led me to be very concerned. While they were healthy, their biological fragility was obvious to me. I had overheard dire concerns for our environment, but I had never heard that our indoor environments are polluted too. The facts I just mentioned are a few among many more that woke me up to the reality that chemicals that comprise our household products make their way into our bodies, and some can cross the placenta. I was also disturbed to realize that I was unknowingly inviting these chemicals into my home and my family's bodies through my purchases, food, drinks, interior furnishings, cleaning products, and more. You see, the 84,000 chemicals introduced in American commerce have been applied towards innovative products that provide many benefits to us, affordable convenience, joy, and entertainment. The good news is that we can reduce our toxic exposures by purchasing more consciously. Chemicals in our consumer products can off-gas into air and leach into our house dust, so we inhale and ingest them through our indoor air and dust. In fact, the EPA estimates that indoor air tends to be two to five times more polluted than outdoor air, even in the most industrialized cities, and dozens of pollutants have been detected in dust. These include carcinogens, endocrine-disrupting chemicals, and neurotoxins. The good news is that there are simple behaviors that can reduce the pollutants in your indoor environment. Air out your home thoughtfully. Place more importance on fighting the dust. Wash your hands before meals. Wash children's hands more often. And leave shoes at the entrance door. In fact, using a doormat and leaving shoes at the door can reduce lead dust and other toxicants in your home by up to 60%. You see, there are many choices we can make that can reduce our toxic exposures, and that's what the reference manual aims to empower you with. As I study toxic exposures from our home, I notice common denominators that I call household repeat offenders. In my book, they are organized into toxicants, ingredients, and materials of concern that pervade our cleaning products, personal care products, interior furnishings, children's products, things in the kitchen, and more. I was surprised by their common denominator, fossil fuels. I'd heard that fossil fuels pervade our lives, but I couldn't appreciate this until I learned more details. Dental floss, shower curtains, clothing, sheets, mattresses, toys, synthetic colors, and so much more. The good news is if you'd like to help reverse the disturbing climate changes, the tips in my book that are good for our bodies, are also good for our collective home, our planet. And leaders who are fighting against climate change, including the EPA and the Secretary of State, John Kerry, have asked each of us to do what we can to help. Through the research for my book, I now understand with more details how interconnected we are. And this is why I am standing before you today, ruffling feathers in the spotlight, speaking into a microphone for the first time, sharing provocative information. Throughout my eight years of researching my family's toxic exposures and how to reduce them, I've had constant support from friends, babysitters, and family. They would share with me that I changed their habits or lifestyles through our casual conversations and from them being in my home. Often, they would say, you should be on Dr. Oz. I would then think, nice idea, but that's probably never gonna happen. After all, the show's broadcast throughout the US and in 118 countries, has won several Emmy Awards, was launched by Oprah Winfrey, who I adore, and is hosted by Dr. Oz, who I really admire. There's no way that an average person like me who self-published her book would ever get on such a critically acclaimed platform. Well, my experience is another example of why you should never say never. Three months after my book's release, The Dr. Oz Show expressed interest in exploring a segment with me, By April 2016, just five months after my book's release, my appearance on The Dr. Oz Show aired. Now, our insider investigation continues. And the next stop is a place you all know and love, the Dollar Store. But what is safe to buy there? Sophia rouen Goucher is an insider who knows because she's a toxic exposure specialist. She's researched the dangers that look from products like the ones we can find at dollar stores or other retailers. So what do we need to know? Break it down for us. Thanks for tuning in. Join me on my journey for practical non-toxic living by subscribing to this podcast and following me online. Just visit my website, nontoxicliving.tips, for more. That's nontoxicliving.tips. Even better, buy your copy of my book, A to Z of Detoxing. It's the only book you'll want to help you reduce your toxic exposures. It's sold worldwide, including on Amazon. Until next time.